Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Good morning, Oregon. It's Wednesday, January 19th. This is Andrew Thien with the news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. The U.S. Department of Justice is furious with Portland and its police leadership for not making them aware months ago of the city's derogatory training slide presented apparently for years to officers that advocated for violence against protesters. Attorneys with the federal government demanded original and unredacted training materials and stated that Portland should have provided the material years ago, saying that was required under the city's settlement with the federal agency. Federal officers said they learned of the offensive slide for the first time Thursday night, mere hours before the city shared it with the media on Friday. Portland apparently released the slide, which included a right-wing meme that showed a man beating a protester along with various slurs and sayings, only because it was about to go public thanks to a lawsuit filed by the group Don't Shoot PDX against the Bureau due to excessive force. Portland has a settlement with the Federal Justice Department dating back to 2014, following an extensive investigation that found Portland officers used excessive force against people with mental illness. That agreement called for widespread changes to police policies, training, supervision, and oversight, along with other fixes. In April, the Justice Department issued a formal notice to the city that it had failed to meet key reforms under the settlement, citing inappropriate police use and management of force during 2020's racial justice protests, inadequate training, and subpar supervision by higher-ups. A 31-year-old Portland man was shot and killed Monday night while his family said he was on an evening walk. Rivero Francisco's family identified him as the latest homicide victim in the city. Family members said Francisco notified his family he was going on a walk in the Elliott neighborhood of Northeast Portland Monday evening. His body was found near Northeast Ivy and Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. Authorities have not publicly identified Francisco. He's at least the fifth known homicide of the year. Last year saw a record number of homicides in Portland, 90. Francisco lived with his mom and his five children. He graduated from Jefferson High School in 2009. Several buildings near the shooting appeared to have exterior security cameras, including a Chevron gas station on the corner, two apartment buildings, and a business complex. A sign posted near a tree where Francisco was found dead reads, quote, warning, this area under 24-hour live recorded video surveillance to reduce gang violence. About 7,900 Oregonians are reported positive for the COVID-19 virus every day over the past week. It's still too early to tell whether what appears to be a plateau in new daily cases means Oregon's Omicron surge has peaked. Test positivity rates for the four-day period over the holiday weekend remained staggeringly high at 22%. 
roughly in line with where they've been all month long. But whether or not new cases have reached their one-day maximum, hospitalizations will continue to rise. Hospitalizations for COVID-19 jumped nearly 6% since Monday. In the region, that includes the Portland metro area. Hospitalizations Monday passed the Delta surge peak. Hospitalizations are expected to continue to rise through January 28th, when they're forecasted to peak at around 1,650 occupied beds. About one in three of the patients will come in for a treatment for a condition other than COVID-19, according to an Oregon Health and Science University forecast. State officials reported 10 deaths connected to COVID-19 on Tuesday. Jill Taylor, the CEO of Burgerville for the past five years, is leaving the fast food chain at the end of the month. Taylor has been with the company for more than two decades. She's leaving to lead her family's company that focuses on coaching and leadership training. Burgerville, the Vancouver-based company, has 40 locations in Oregon and Washington. It's been through a lot in the past few years. The company ratified a labor contract with its workforce last fall, marking the first fast food chain to have its workers covered by a collective bargaining agreement. That came after three years of tense negotiations between the union and Taylor and the workforce. The company had to navigate pandemic-related shipping delays, product shortages, and rising food costs during the past two-plus years. It briefly closed five locations in the past year. Two remain closed. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.